Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon everybody. Welcome to a special um, Royal Blue podcast. We talk about the news that John Stones definitely wants out. It's not a new concept obviously, you know, we've uh, Since last summer, we've been aware that Stones has wanted to move on. Uh, Rumours with Man City emerged in previous weeks, but uh, yesterday uh, we reported that not only does he want out, he wants out quickly. He wants to start pre-season at the Etihad. Um, Pep Guardiola's side jet away next week on an extensive tour. And as we understand, Stones wants to be on that plane. So £50 is the price tag that's been talked about. There's been contact between the clubs, and that's pretty much where we're at, really. You know whether anything will happen this week or not. Whether he will get his wish to go away with City remains very much to be seen. But Phil, that's pretty much as it as the situation is, isn't it? Nothing I've, I've missed out there from what you you were told. Uh, no, I don't think so. You know, I think as as you said, the, the key line is that John wants and hopes to be able to start his pre-season with with City uh, and get as much time under Pep Guardiola as he as he possibly can. Whether you know whether he gets that want and whether a deal is 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 brokered, whether Everton you know are given an offer that they deem acceptable in that time frame, because obviously John was due back at Everton and still is due back at Everton, sorry, uh, early next week, uh, maybe even Monday. So if something is to happen, you know, as, as John would like it, then things will have to move very quickly over the next few days. But uh, the signs are very much. In the direction that he he wants out, and and uh, we'll have to see how that develops now. Prano, it would be it would be remarkable if you know he was able to if it happened that quickly, basically, wouldn't it? It's they've always been protracted affairs when a player you know wants to go Everton, want to keep them. Traditionally, Everton have kind of dragged it out to get top dollar. Especially if Everton play hardball with the money. If you remember how long the Julian Lescott deal took to uh, to sort out in the same circumstances, not that many years ago. Uh, it would be very unusual for it to happen that quickly. Uh, Everson played a blind last summer on this, uh, just dug their heels in, uh, you know, despite you know strong interest from Chelsea, a transfer request from John Stones, and uh, you know a couple of increased bids, and said no, you're under contract, we want you to stay. It could be argued that his um, his form last season, which was shaky at times, was possibly a direct legacy of that. Um, whether Everson is prepared to play as hardball again this summer, I doubt to be honest. I mean. If a player wants to leave and he's made his mind up he wants to go, uh, they generally get their own way. There's not a great deal you can do, uh, especially if you run the risk of you know, them you know, affecting their form as the season progresses. Um, I think Everton will ask for a fairly significant transfer fee. And some of the figures we've seen this summer already, you know, so 50 million maybe doesn't look quite that ridiculous. Um, but I think it probably will get done, um, maybe later rather than sooner. I'm disappointed uh, if if that was the case. I mean, I, I love watching John Stones play. He's uh, such an easy on the eye footballer who could become very, very, very good. You know, like a, a Rio Ferdinand in the making. But at the moment, it's a could be. And if Everton are going to lose any players this summer, he's the one I'd arguably uh, be happiest to see going. Happiest is probably the wrong phrase. You can't replace centre forwards that easily. I, l- I love Lukaku a lot. Great player, despite his poor showing at the European Championships. He's difficult to replace. Ross Barkley, who knows what Ross Barkley could become. And like, there's no suggestion that any clubs are interested in him. 
centre-backs you can replace. You know, they're, they're not in short supply. I mean, as Manchester City found themselves with the centre-back they bought last season, sometimes they don't always uh, pay off the big money signings. But you'd probably be uh, better suited trying to bring in a centre-half than you would be bringing a centre-forward. So, all in all, yeah, I think it probably will happen eventually. And I'll be quite sad to see it happen. So you're not as kind of philosophical or, or accepting of it, are you? you you're of the school. Well, you know, what's your It's thing? an angry young man. I can't agree with the, with the lads the same, but I, I'm in the thought of you've got to keep your best players regardless of what you're trying to do. Ronald Koeman said it on his first press conference, you do not sell your best players, and that's the end of the story. If you do, you're only going one way, in my opinion. Everton are trying to do something this summer which they've never done before by enhancing world-class players to the football club. And by doing that, I think it sends a really bad message and we're meant to be making statements of intent. Well, this is the other way round. You to sell your best players. We're trying to be like the Man- next Manchester City, the next Chelsea, the next Man United. Yet we're selling our best players to them. I, I don't get it. I don't see that thought of it straight away. First, next of all, you, you just can't sell your best players. Yet Preno saying yet you can replace them. But John Stones will go on to be a world-class player, in my opinion, with the right coaching methods behind him. He will. Now we had a manager last season that played him at right back for half of the season preferred Alcaraz ahead of him in big European games. He weren't coached in the right manner, in my opinion. I think with the right coach, Ronald Koeman, which arguably Ronald Koeman will make him the defender that Ronald Koeman became himself, I think that's a good thought as well. But for me, Everton have got to do all they can to keep hold of one of the prize assets in John Stones. If the player himself has actually gone in and told the manager, he knows Ronald Koeman's in charge now, he knows what kind of uh, you know credentials and you know coaching certificates, if you like, that that he's got the philosophy he's got, he knows that, and he's still gone in and said he wants to leave. I think his mind's made up. But this I, is I the same Lewis Suarez that told Liverpool that he wants to leave, and they kept holding him for another year, apparently. Did they? Then Everson kept all the John Stones for a year. Yeah, it's different last summer. It's Lewis Suarez went and trained in the reserves. John Stones kept his place in the first team. Suarez apologised, cleared the air with Rodgers, then went on and had the best season he had ever had in his career. John Stones had the season we all we just spoke about last season. But he went alone in that though, Phil, was he? Yeah, a lot of Everton. Talk, talk about John Stones. It'd be interesting no, actually if, if they did, just to see how he reacted. But you know, if Everson said no, no, you know, so we want you to stay and then another transfer request comes in, I think that that is cast. I don't think you could you could do much more. But yeah, it's interesting, you know. Uh, I, I think one thing for me is that I've seen like fifty million the, the, the um, straight away the value for him. If this is the same fifty million that David Luiz was sold for. Look at John Stones, is that I think they're on another level. So, yeah. Evan have got to start that fill at 50. So sure. Yeah, I think the negotiation should start at 50 rather than that's what we'll, we want for him. Yeah, I agree with that definitely. I, uh, I'd heard that I think Stones' value could be in excess of <clears throat> 60 or 70 million. People will turn around and say that that's uh, wishful thinking in the least. But as you said, David Luiz was, was it two summers ago that he, yeah, he, he went for that? Yeah. The transfer market has, has kind of already become inflated since then. You see very average players, uh, with no disrespect to any of the lads who've made moves so far, changing hands for 15, 20 millions. Mm. You know, players who've got a bit of potential, for example, Jordan Ibe at Liverpool, 15 million. So Stones, albeit actually not loads older than Ibe, has shown, certainly I would argue, a lot more potential. And therefore I would say that um, 50 million should be the bottom price. Interesting already coming from the Manchester end. Uh, the MEN, our sister paper over in Manchester, reported that uh, City were talking about a 42 to 45 million price tag. So they'll try and whittle that 50 down. But if anything, I think Everton should can at least be afford to be hard nosed and say, 
look, you might want him to go on tour with you. He obviously wants to go on tour with you. If you want him quickly, you'll have to pay the absolute top, top dollar. I suppose, what would you want? Would you want that he is bulleted in the reserves and made to train there? Until, cause he's I'd, make, I'd make him apologise and stay with the first team. One message that this sends out, Greg, it's first of all to Everton fans. No, but how, First of all to no, players that you're trying to generate no, as a club. No, I know, what you, I know where you're going. I didn't ask you that. But what I mean is, practically speaking, what you do. Do you go and say you're training with the reserves until you change your mind? He said twice now he wants to go, as Preno says. He's come in and he's, he's got... He's desperate to go and play for Guardiola, isn't he? He's yeah. got a reason. It's not like he's banged on about it since last summer. He did try and knuckle down. Didn't have a good season in terms of form. But he clearly still wants to leave. So what good is keeping him against his will when he's done it twice? I sort of agree with you to, to that extent. But I can't emphasise enough how bad, how damaging this will be for Everton this summer. It's really damaging for what they're trying to achieve. You can, We're trying yeah. to attract Axel Witzel and these likes of players. But, 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 but by selling your best players, what's that trying to do? Depends on who What, sort of, what yeah. sort of statement does it, does it uh, sort of put out there when you replace him with, uh, uh, you know, another top class centre half? You know, I totally understand him. Nobody wants John Stones to go. That you know, nobody wants to see him leave because, as you say, potentially he could become go on to be a brilliant centre half. But. I'm of the mindset is he wants to leave, cut a deal that suits Everton, get the right money and get it done. Now, and the thing is, the difference between now Everton now than when we were talking about Joe and Les Scott before, Everton are in a position where they've got money. That money will be reinvested and more if Koeman says so, if he needs £60 million to go and buy a centre-half. He will buy a replacement who is as good or better than John Stones. I'm not sure that John Stones' uh, reputation is that massive throughout Europe at the moment. Anyway, I know you know people at Barcelona, you know, talked him up you know, mm. last summer, but I think you talk about sending out a signal. You know, it's not like he's a regular England international. I mean, he went to the European Championships and never played a minute. So you know, I don't think he's got this like massive reputation around Europe that maybe would attract you know sort of other top name players. So I don't don't think it would be that damaging. I'd share. So just a quick one. I'd share. Your, your insistence more if Everton were looking at losing two, maybe three of the better young players. If it was a case of Lukaku was definitely going, Barkley was possibly going, and Stones, I, I just don't think you can have that. I don't. I think that is selling your best young players, and therefore, as you say, it would be a disastrous sign of intent. But sign kind of one out of three. It's far from ideal. What's the difference between last season, want the transfer request, and this season then? I suppose it's just that nothing's changed in terms of he's still insistent he wants to go. We kept him essentially against his will last summer and he didn't have his best season. I mean, you've got to look at it as well, I suppose. If Everton did say, no, we're keeping you, and then he had another season whereby you know he didn't deliver on the promise. And there's got to be, if you're looking at it as, as a betting man, there's got to be odds that he wouldn't progress as, you, as you'd like Obviously, him to. Obviously, yeah. But still wants to go next summer. Well, it might be that Everton would have to kind of take a considerable cut on the fee they might be able to charge for. If any, John the Ordos, his price has been inflated, hasn't it? Regardless, he never kicked a ball for England and then you got Chris Smalling to the world going for stupid money. First of all, we've got, we asked a lot of Evertonians before questions regarding John Stones to you guys. First of all, it's would you rather see Van Dyke come to the club and have money left in? And that's from Mark Ellison. Phil, you can have that one. Van Dyke from Southampton as a replacement. I would have Van Dyke as one of two. Is he a John Stones replacement or a another? I would say, 
no, but last on based on last season's performances, he's better than John Stones. But for potential, you you would argue probably not. So I would say, you know, because if you're saying we get fifty five million for John Stones hypothetically, would you spend fifty five million on Van Dijk? Mm. No, no, he's not a fifty five million pound centre half. So what I'm saying is, if you said to me we lost John Stones, but we brought in Virgil Van Dijk and I don't know Kubali just because he, he's yeah. out there, I'd I'd be comfortable with that, more than comfortable. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Stones for Van Dijk as a, as a swap and not do anything else to the defence because it's a wider problem as well. Declan eighteen seventy eight says, "Who would you like to see replace John Stones if he does go?" Pleno. Um, I don't know much about Koulibaly to be honest, but you know he's he seems to be the flavour of the month. You know, so out there, uh, he's being targeted by Chelsea. You know, so you know clearly he's he's got a decent reputation. Um, Ideally, I'd like to see somebody you know who's already comfortable with the Premier League, because uh, it is such a dif- difficult league to come to terms with. Again, as you know, we mentioned earlier, Manchester City found out when they spent huge sums of money on a centre half that you know sort of struggled badly. Um, I'm just trying to think of who's. Do you ever look closer to home? Do they look in the Premier League or do they look outside? Well, he's done very well, hasn't he, Kerman? You know, in the last couple of seasons, basically rebuilding squads from scratch again. Mm. So I don't think we should be worried too much about you know his. His ability to, to lose players and replace them, I think he could well look down at Southampton. Fonte, you know, uh, did well for Southampton last season. He's had a reasonable you know, European yeah. Championships. Uh, I'd possibly be looking down there myself. Whether they will, we don't know. I think it remains to be seen. Personally, I'd take the fifty million. Add arguably ten on top of that, and then go and try and really test Stokes' resolve on Shawcross. They've held on to him, and he's a lad who's been who's been linked with big clubs. For a good while, but for me, he would be a perfect replacement because, yeah, he's nowhere near as natural and comfortable on the ball as John Stones is. But he, what he is, is he's a proper Premier League defender mm. and a bit more on a bit of a premium. For, I was staggered he never got in the England squad, mm. um, and Smalling did. I would say he would be the one, whether or not. I mean, Peter Coates and Stoke aren't short of a few quid now. We saw that last one when they blew yeah. us out the market for Shakiri. But Everton aren't equally, and I think probably Everton's owner now is actually wealthier than theirs. Yeah. And if it comes down to brass tacks of who's going to pay him more, maybe maybe for the lad himself, he might think, I'm going to do a move, and then we'll go and put this dilemma on, on, on the other club. We've touched on this just here and briefly. A um, question from Henry Jones and Michael Temple. It's basically, is the £50 million reported far too cheap? Yeah, I think we've covered that. I mean, I think we're in agreement here that that should be the starting point of negotiations. Um, you know, based on other players' sales, and David Luiz is a good barometer, I think, of, of, of what what you've got to be paying for for that sort of, say, level, because John's probably going to be better than David Luiz. But, you know, I think 50 million is the starting point. Will, how old was Luiz when, when he moved for 50? Mid-20s. Mid-20s, 26, 27. Pure City. I'm going to... Someone tweeted me, it was quite funny because I'm going to say it every week, I'm playing devil's advocate, yeah. sitting on the fence with a massive splint on my backside, but I'll do it again. If you're, uh, if you're City, will you not point out that Louise was a little bit older and a bit more proven? I'm not saying he's, he's as good as Stones, but if you actually look at it, what's, well, what Stones achieved, what's he done tangibly in the game? He's got yeah, a handful of England caps, yeah. more. He's looked the part brilliantly at times. But this was the same, if like, three or four and I was very similar. And broke into the England team. I, I think he'd West. done it. I think he'd, he'd played consistently at a high level for Leeds, hadn't he? I argue he Ferdinand. Team, was he part of that team that got to the Champions League semi? Ferdinand was. Yeah. He? yeah. I'd argue he was a little bit ahead of John in terms yeah. of development for me, because yeah. what John's twenty-two, 
Yeah. I'm just wondering if that's oh, what City potential, will be It's potential, that's what you know, City would be paying for, a, a player that could develop. He's, he's a wonderful footballer. We know how good he is at bringing yeah. balls out of defence. What a great eye for a pass he's got. Uh, but he still needs to brush up an awful lot on some of his defensive abilities. Yeah. And I think City would be hoping that they could uh, build on that. But do Everton say to City, look, you played £60 million for Sterling last summer. Yeah. Yeah. So just hand it over and get yeah. on with it. So. How, this is from um, Gary Gray. How much would we get... And how and should we go for Calabay? Is it Phil? Kumbali. I've said, you know, hypothetically, he would be somebody that looks the part. And but like like Preno mentioned, then I'm not going to claim to be some sort of Serie A expert. Yeah, I, yeah. I've only watched him a little bit, and look, you know, you, you put his name into YouTube, and you only see the best bits, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Looks good. Looks strong. Looks quick. Looks comfortable on the ball. We've you know we've speaking to people this week, Greg, and who'd said he's he's a very strong. Lad, you know, a bit, you know, a real strong defender. Which look, so that sounds very promising. And the fact that Chelsea and Antonio Conte, who's, you know, yeah. who, who sort of oversaw that, you know, particularly stubborn Italian team, and you know how how well organised they were. If he likes him, then that would be another tick in the box. But look, I can't play. I can't claim yeah. to be it. This is from Neil Munnelly, who asked, do you, do, is it fair that John Stones is progression? Hasn't been helped by Roberto Martinez over the years. You should answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> family, I'm in family, yeah, camp. But the question is to you, Greg, has it? As as a pure defender, no, I don't think it has been helped. Um, I don't think Martinez knew how to get the best out of his defence in terms of being defenders. Whether or not, though, arguably he has emerged as the candidate because of his ability to bring the ball out from the back. The Martinez will definitely will have enhanced that, yeah, yeah. ironically. But um, and the doubts. Equally, what Martinez did for him on one hand, he maybe took away from him on the other because he didn't force him enough into being a defender who, who would do his basics first. So it's a bit of a bit of mixed bag there, really. Yeah. But I think I know it was only the last game of the season against Norwich, but I think we all kind of remarked that it seemed as if I don't know whether or not it was just coincidence, but he was doing the the basics a bit more eagerly. I think he went long a couple of times, didn't he? Which yeah. you never see under the previous manager. I think that's manager. got to do with a week with David Unsworth. It could, it could be. It could be arguably be that someone took him aside. But then you know, Unsworth was in and around the club um, while Martinez was as well. I suppose wouldn't have been his, pl- his place to speak to him, would it? It, it could be a European Championship looming and just not wanting to drop another rick ahead of a big championship <laughs> in Costa's place. Well, exactly. So keep it nice and simple. I look back on the Unser team, and I won't mention names, but I know I know a lot of people who. We speak really highly of Workhunds in, in the under twenty one setup and, and talk about his one on one defensive coaching and how it's brought them on. So a, w- hey, a week with Unzi probably, mm. you know. All right. Next one's from our Matthew Williams who says, if possible, what player would you take in part X? From, from Manchester City. Have yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but being being sensible, uh, oh gosh. I'd take Pep Guardiola. Jack, <laughs> uh, Jack, Jack, pushing, Jack. They're they're pushing the centre forward, aren't they? They're they're pushing uh, Boney. Boney. Boney, yeah. Yeah. And he was uh, a very very decent striker up until about you know eighteen months ago when, when he joined them. It just seems to have gone missing. Jacko yeah. has gone now, hasn't he? I think he'd yeah, be worth taking a role, chance yeah. on. Yeah. Um, Interesting you mentioned Deco because he was he was one that was on David Moyes' list about five yeah. six yeah. years he ago. Played for Wolfsburg. Yeah, and then they were they were quoted to sell out the buyout clause, and it was like all, all bets are off type of thing. So. <laughs> Interesting. I think yeah. he's he's good. I just wonder whether now with our financial clout we have to look beyond it and then in Jacko. This is another from Gary Maiden. Just paused it. Yeah. So Gary Maiden asks. Gary Maiden asks if um, 
Do we think a move for Van Dijk is on the cards? If so, any Saints players Ronald Koeman might fancy? Yeah, imagine there will be. Um, you know, he said at his, his opening press conference as a manager that there's a lot of players he likes in Southampton. Of course he does. It wouldn't take a rocket scientist to, to assume that Van Dijk was in there and as mentioned, Jose Font. See, Jose Font was mentioned in Ronald Koeman's team of the Euros, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. yeah. 31 though, isn't he? Yeah. So he's definitely, in terms of the age gap and potential to carry on playing for few seasons is probably not one you'd equate with Stones. Interesting, Preno. Gary Savage asks, do you think the deal will be structured on all cash up front or with a basis of potential sell-on clauses with John yeah. Stones? That's a good shout. Um, I suspect Everton will want the vast majority up front and City clearly have you know, the financial capability to do that. Uh, but quite what you would put in place here, because you remember, I'm trying to think of a comparative, comparable deal, but when Wayne Rooney went to Manchester United all those years ago, there were clauses galore in that contract, including if he won the league, you know, yeah. God knows how many times, how many, you know, so 10, 20 England caps he got. And even then, Emerson still only got, I think it was it, 31 million in total, yeah. you know, if he, you know, well, triggered every trophies, single yeah. clause in there. Uh, so there might be something like that um, in terms of, you know, winning England caps, uh, winning trophies of Man City. Uh, but I suspect Everson will insist on the vast majority of it being up front in a you know a lump sum. Of course, it's Barnes. These sell on feet. Yeah. Is it five percent? Is it? I don't know exactly, but I think it's more than five yeah. percent. So you know, look, Everton aren't a club necessarily in need of cash like they were twelve months ago. But you know, all all got to be factored in, hasn't it? As Lee Ledbetter says, Greg, do you think it's based on trophies won in in this deal with with Manchester City and John Stones? Do you think it's fifty million and incentives in the future? I would like to hope that it's not. I'd like to hope that they're thinking Everton are in the position of power here and they can say... Uh, Lee, Lee Ledbetter asks Greg, would there be any future incentives of such as sell-on fees based on trophies won in the first five years, etc., 50 million plus add-ons? I'd like to think Everton are in a position of strength whereby now they can demand that it's just pure cash and it's up front. Um, you know, as Prano touched on, I think in the past it might have been... A, more structured in deals that um, you know that especially when Everton needed the money desperately when they sold Rooney and that's why he went mm. uh, they don't in this instance and so therefore they'll want top money up front to go and invest straight away on a top defender so I think I would like to hope that they, you know they can forget about trying to structure it and you know again like Prano said City don't necessarily need to do deals that way so um, you know literally pay up or, or, or shut up and the thing is, Everton haven't got, not that they want, but there's not an auction, there's not another club coming in. So it'll just come down to Everton and City, I guess. And then it's, I suppose it's it's John Stones. If City don't go to the the sum that Everton wants, what's that tell him about how badly he's wanted? Yeah. You know, is he gonna is he getting told he's going in there to be one of four? Or is he going to start games? And you know, it's, it's interesting. Who knows, he still could end up at Ever staying at Everton. You just yeah. don't know. It's unlikely, yeah. but you never know. Uh, final question, this is for all three, basically. It's, um, do you think, this is from Manny EFC, do you think Joe Hart may be part of the deal? It's interesting that Everton after a goalie looks though Joe Hart's surplus to requirements at Manchester City. Do you think it's possible, Phil? Don't know, I, would, I would suggest City's valuation of Joe Hart would, rightly or wrongly, I would suggest wrongly, would probably eat up quite a, a chunk of that fee. And... I don't know. I, if if it materialised that way, I don't know if I'd be totally comfortable with, with that being the deal. I think there's potentially better goalkeepers out there for Everton to target. 
I like him a lot, that jump at it. Yeah. yeah. I know he's been awful in the European Championships. Mm. It sounds a bit daft, a couple of silly mistakes. When he thinks the game too far, you know, he always seems to make these strange errors. But, you know, Premier League last season, I thought he was excellent. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a great goalkeeper and uh, I'd love to see him at Goodison. Would you, would you take, say, 30 million plus Joe Hart? Yeah, because I don't think, you know, money is such an issue these days. Mm. You know, we're told there's a, there's a considerable war chest there. So I wasn't, clearly, you're not going to be daft and just throw money away for the sake of it. But if you've got a top-class goalkeeper coming in who's you know completely comfortable in the Premier League mm. and you get a little bit of money on top of that as well for a defender who could be great in the future but isn't at the moment, I think that'd be good business. Would you take that, Greg, considering obviously Leighton yeah. Baines may be up for that. You've got a, a, other English centre-halves. Phil Jagielka will be up for that. That helps that, that solid base in defence, surely, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure I would. I think I'd like to see Everton hold out for the full whacking price on Stones and then they'll go and buy the goalie they want, rather than having a goalie foisted upon them, or certainly kind of someone thrown into a deal, because it suits City. Yeah. Whether or not Everton really want Joe, Joe Hart, I'm not sure. I mean, he's been linked with, from us, a couple of weeks ago, Kasper Schmeichel. We've looked at Sillison, we know that, uh, Ajax. And we've yet to hear firm, firmly that Koeman's interested in Joe Hart. Now, I'm not, I don't disagree with Pranella. He's, he's a very, very good Premier League-level player. I do worry about some of the, the ricks he made in, in the Euros and I just don't think Everton should have to accept anyone. But you shouldn't look on his European performance, should you? You look at him as a Premier Why League City player. Why City let him go? Well, this is the, the rags to riches that City have got. They can go and get a goalkeeper now for 40, 50 million. Well, I'm saying Everton can, can as well. Well, so. can, they, can they spend that amount of money on one single goalkeeper now, Greg? This is the, I, think Everton, well, I don't think Everton will get a chance like this to basically have City and say... We'll have Joe Hart off you and we'll take 30 so million. So you would well. then? You I would personally, yeah, I totally agree. If, we, if we're judging a player on European Championship performances, we wouldn't have Ron back here. <laughs> yeah. He's have Robson Cannon up front. So three of us in an agreement that Everton, overall, John Stones has got to be done straight away for the better of Everton and for the better of John Stones. Not straight away, as quickly as possible to get the deal that suits Everton. Yeah, exactly as Phil just said. It's got to be... I wouldn't say it should be done to any timeline that suits Stones. Yeah. You know, all right, yeah, he wants to go. I understand why him and his advisors will want him to go on tour with City, bed in, meet his teammates, work with Guardiola, so he does a full pre-season and hits the ground running. I couldn't care. I could not give two shiny ones about mm. what he wants. It's about Everton. And if that means that to get the top price, it drags on. Certainly, it's not something I relish, look forward to. Mm. Not something I'll enjoy reporting on either, for that yeah, matter. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't matter. Everton's just got to get the best price for him because there's a very real chance one day we'll sit there and watch him play in a different uh, for a different club, different colours and think he used to play for Everton once and he's the best defender in the world. Uh, ironic is it as well at the first pre-season friendlies back at Barnsley. Imagine if he's still <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. books. Yeah. <laughs> That's and then we play, we play City not too soon after yeah, the season sure, starts. Exactly. Just this, uh, just, uh, finally, does this have an effect on the current Everton players going into the season? You don't want that hanging over you with three games gone, do you? Um, if if the season starts with the, with that going on, yeah, it does absolutely. Mm. I mean, I think Roberto Martinez said that himself in previous seasons. He was a massive advocate of um, having the transfer window closed before the season kicks off. Uh, players are quite resilient. They will claim that you know it doesn't affect them unduly, but of course it does. We talk about it on the training ground. Mm. We saw at, to our absolute horror and cost on that opening day against Arsenal all those years ago when Lascos. <laughs> yeah. um, had a fairly mediocre performance in a game and finished 6-1. So, yeah, I mean, they'll certainly want it done and dusted before the season kicks off. Certainly, you know, don't want any 
And there is, you know, sort of tremors rumbling on once the season started. So there we go. Yeah, John Stones, we'll uh, keep you updated with all the developments on this potential move to City. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be podding again later on next week.